This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chick in Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Jen Duplessis. So I haven't done a Jen's Jot in quite some time, and I know I need to do more of them. I've just been focusing on some other things in my Facebook group called Mortgage Lending Mastery. And But I wanted to share with you today something that I think will be pretty good for you guys. Well, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's never going to be pretty good, right? It's going to be really good. I want to talk to you about five different skills that I believe everybody in sales, real estate, real estate investing, mortgages, everybody needs to have. And you know, for the loan officers that are listening, this is great for you to take to your real estate partners, right? And your, by the way, everybody else too, financial planners, et cetera. These five skills I think are really important and they really were developed from just recently from COVID, you know, it kind of, it kind of came out of COVID and I had used a few of them prior to that, but really honed in on these things, you know, as I started realizing, wow, there's a lot of time that we're all sitting at home and, you know, hopefully recreating or thinking about the foundation that we have created for our business, you know, so that when we come out of COVID at some point in time, and, and truly we are, we're starting to come out now, you know, in dabbles, but, you know, what could you be working on to really grow your business exponentially? And I may have mentioned this in another podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. As soon as COVID started, I had just gotten back from Las Vegas at an event speaking at. And that was my last event that I had done in live in person. And I got back and, you know, I found out that we were all going to be stuck at home for a period of time. So I immediately initiated the 12 week year. And in 12 weeks, what I did is I accelerated my business one full year in those 12 weeks. And it was a lot of work. But I'm so happy I did it because I feel so much better in COVID. And especially, I think many of you know that I'm a real estate investor as well. And because of forbearance and loss of jobs and all of those things that are happening right now, unfortunately, it gives us a really good opportunity to be able to buy property. And so by accelerating one of my businesses in that 12-week period, I was, was, or now am able to, I'm not doing it again right now, but 12 week year, but I'm able to accelerate my real estate investing business now so that I'm positioned properly to be able to take advantage of what the market's going to give us here in short order with foreclosures, et cetera. 
But I think that that's, you know, so whether you decide to do a 12 week year or you decide to do something, you know, less than that, the key here is please, for God's sakes, focus on the foundation of your business, the foundation of your business. I always say right now it's short term gain for long term pain. Because if you go right back to where you were before interest rates were low and everybody was buying because they don't like their house, they feel like they're sardines in their house, remember what it was like. It's always important to remember what it was like before this happened. And a lot of people were struggling and I don't want anyone who's listening to my podcast to ever be in a position where they're struggling. In fact, my clients are killing it. Everybody's doing well, there's no doubt about it, but there's a difference between doing well and killing it. And my clients have doubled their business, doubled their business. And imagine if they had been coaching with me for a little bit longer, they probably could have tripled it, right? Because they, they didn't have some things in play and that's part of it, right? We were working on all those pieces. But these five things I think are really critical. So let's just dive in. I'm going to give you these five things, these five skills that I really think are important for you to be thinking about right now, whether or not it's good. And by the way, you can even do this as something I do at my workshops called the gap map. You know, where's the gap in my business? And we do a very intensive one, but this is a very short one. But so on a scale of one to five, and I'm a believer in one to five, one to 10 is just too anonymous. It's, you know, what is seven? I mean, I don't know what seven or eight is on a scale, so I can't really figure that out. But a scale of one to five, five being the best, you're excellent at it. You got it. You nailed it. You're an expert. You're a market influencer. You know, number one at it. You got it. That's five. One is haven't thought about it. Never got it. Never learned about it. I have no clue. Three being I know about it, but I don't really use it as often as I need to. I'm very inconsistent. One week I'm this, the next week I'm that. Two is I kind of know about it. I'm starting to work on it, but I don't really know which direction to go or it's so new at doing it that you haven't really mastered it. Four is I know I need to use it, but I just don't use it consistently. And I'm when I do use it, I'm really good at it, but I don't use it consistently. So on a scale of one to five, um, and I know it's bouncing all over the place there, but on a one to five, these are the five skills. So I'm just going to tell you what they are. So if you're taking notes, go ahead and write them down. Sales skills, service skills, system skills, source skills, and style skills. So let's just break all these down. First of all, how are your sales skills on a scale of one to five? Now, if you're doing really well and you're not selling and you're just doing well because rates are low and you're getting all kinds of business or you're a real estate agent and the house sells itself because there's not a lot of inventory, how are your sales skills truly? Have you had formal training? Have you ever used any real good solid sales skills? Are you lacking in scripts? Do you have scripts? Do you believe in scripts? I, you know, I'm not a believer in scripts. I'm a believer in some catchphrases, right? That I teach a class called Catch Me If You Can. It's a lot of little catchphrases. And in fact, I've done a podcast about it as well. But I think the best script is the truth. But have you worked on that? I mean, are you calling your clients right now? Your past clients, which I call alumni clients, because alumni always come back and bring a little money with them. They donate back into your business, right? But are you calling them or are they calling you? And thank God they are. 
because you don't know what to say. You don't want to sound salesy in a time of COVID. And I want to remind you that it's not a sales call. It's a service call. You're there to serve your clients. And so you want to be interested and curious about what they are going through right now and see what you can do to help. I mean, the worst thing in the world is you don't call your clients because you wanted to sound, you didn't want to sound salesy and then they lose their home because they needed your expertise to guide them. I mean, my goodness, I can't imagine that. So that's a big issue for me. So sales skills, how are your sales skills? Where do they rank? One, two, three, four, five. So do they need to be worked on and what are you going to do? What actions are you going to take to hone in on those skills? Service skills. If your conversion ratio isn't very high, it might be a service skill issue that you just don't have the bandwidth maybe. Maybe you don't have a system and I'm not talking about those types of systems, but maybe you don't have a way that communicates with people on a regular basis to serve your clients. So really think about that. What does the service look like for my practice? And again, you know, I've talked about customer experience versus customer service. And really this is an experience. You know, what are your customer experience skills? What are you doing that is just compelling your clients to tell all of their friends about you so that you're not one and done with every family you help, whether it's in being in a real estate investor, a realtor, a lender, but rather one and one. What are you doing to get more business from what you already have? So those that level of service. I had a client who just didn't get back to people in time. So that's a service problem. So think about, you know, how's my timing? What the mechanism that I'm using? Am I communicating? Am I engaged or am I just aloof? And then once I do talk to them, do I follow up, right? And that leads us to systems. So what is your system skill? Do you have a system at all? You know, and sometimes that's part of the issue is, you know, and I laugh about my husband all the time because sometimes he just writes referrals, napkin and shoves it in a shirt. And then I, I wash the shirt and the lead's gone. <laughs> right? He forgot where it came from. And I'm laughing about it, but I shouldn't because I know a lot of us, you know, we've all had something slip through the cracks, can't find piece of paper right on the back of an envelope, mail that envelope, or, you know, later you spill coffee on it and you throw it away and forgot that the lead was there. So, but the system is really, really important. You know, it's the only way you can scale is to have systems that are, you know, for prospecting for, you know, the sales process itself, you know, ironclad systems where it happens every single time. And this gets back into the customer experience piece where, you know, when you have a really good system, or you have a one-time really good system and that client goes and tells their friends because they felt that experience was so good. And then that friend comes back and says, well, I don't know what happened with you, but my experience was terrible. And that's because there's a lack of a system. So everybody, you have to think about putting everything in a rotation, right? A regular system. It's called a client journey, but to put them in a regular system so that everyone experiences the same thing, yet feels like they're the only client. And so that's, I think, the main reasons my practice did so well is because I had built these unbelievable systems. So it's not just during the process, but it's also then during the post-closing, right? Or the post, the alumni piece of it. It's also during that time as well where you have that nurturing, right? You're nurturing them to bring them back through that client journey. And I think a lot of people think that the client journey is linear, you know, get a lead, 
close business, get a lead, close business, but it's actually a figure eight, right? An infinity sign where it's constantly moving, where you're bringing people in and nurturing them and then they're coming back in again. And I think that's really, really critical for your business. So I would say, you know, what's going on with that? What's your system look like? Do you have one? Is it consistent? This is the time to build it. So moving on to your source, your source, I call it source skills, but moving on to your source, who are the sources that are giving you business? And especially right now as we're in this you know, situation where we're probably working with people that we worked with before COVID, we're really not working with as many new people. Now, I hope you are. I hope that you're developing new relationships and looking at people and saying, you know, who's been working? I always say this, you know, who's complimenting versus complicating my practice? So thinking about the people before COVID that you were just hanging with them, you were tolerating them. Could they be told goodbye? And do they even know that they're, (laughs) right? A lot of times they're so bad that they don't even know that you've said goodbye to them, right? So it could be that situation, but really assessing those relationships and saying, you know, when I'm moving forward, I want to hit the reset button. I want to clean the slate and really work with people that align with how I want to work, align with me, that I really enjoy being around, that I truly want to help their businesses grow. And in turn, they'll help my businesses grow. And I want to spend time with them. Think about those sources. Now is the time to plant the seed and then don't forget to water it. You can't just plant it and hope it grows. You have to plant the seed and start watering it so that it begins to blossom. These new relationships begin to blossom. And the relationships that you had before COVID that you want to keep is what are you doing to water those relationships? I will tell you that if I were a partner, and I am a partner for a lot of people, there's a lot of people who have not reached out to me. Now, I've reached out to a lot of people. I've made some decisions that I don't want to work with some. And I've not made it quite through everybody yet on purpose and by design because I want to see if they're going to communicate with me. If they, over these last six months, or, you know, I don't know, I I really exaggerated that, but since March, right? If they haven't reached out to me and they haven't asked how I'm doing or had any shown any concern for me, I'm not sure I really want to work with them in the future even though I like them, even though they'll compliment and not complicate, that that really does show who they really are. And so we don't want to be in a position where some we do the same thing, where we've got nose to the grind and then later we go, oh, hey, you know what? Now I don't have any business, so now I'm going to pay attention to you. So thinking about your sources both you know, from the perspective of, are they the right ones for you to be working with? Are they sending you too much junk, right? Or, and I I don't like saying junk a lot because people are people. Referrals are referrals and leads are leads and they are human beings. But making sure that you've really been very clear about the type of business that you're trying to, to get and what you do best in your niche. Because we just don't have the opportunity right now as lenders, investors, and realtors to be sifting through hundreds and hundreds of leads that are going nowhere, right? Unless you're going to hire someone to do that for you. So I would look at your sources and say, you know, am I really wasting? In fact, I've got a client. She said, you know, I'm getting so many referrals. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And, and I said, well, are you tracking them? And she said, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> right. And we started tracking them. What we were finding is that she was getting referrals that she didn't need to be you know, it was taking too much time. It was, it was taking her attention away from the things that she, the transactions that she actually could close, right? And that was, I think, more important. It doesn't mean not work with these clients at some point, but getting your priorities straight, you know, not making every referral a priority, but rather figuring out, you know, which referrals are priorities, take care of them, and then get back to 
the others, maybe on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. So I've got some further thoughts around that. And I know it's not as uh, cut and dry as I'm telling you. So the last one is your style skills. And this is something that, you know, when we get out of COVID, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be leaving our industries. Lots and lots of people. They are just not going to be able to cut it. And there's going to be a lot of competition because what do you do when everybody has refinanced down into 2%, right? Or 3% interest rate. What do you do when that's the game that you're playing is refinancing everyone into these low interest rates? What's left, right? Leaving your office, talking to realtors and financial planners and trying to get more business out there, you know, for the people who didn't refinance for whatever reason or people that have to buy. But there's going to be less competition, but there's also going to be fewer transactions, right? So what are you going to do that differentiates you in the marketplace? You know, what are you going to do that's not going to make you vanilla ice cream out there? Vanilla ice cream with, oh, I can do renovation loans or vanilla ice cream with, oh, I work for Remax. That, those accessories or those toppings on there aren't going to be enough. What are you going to do to differentiate yourself to say, look, I'm pistachio ice cream and not many people like pistachio, but those that do will come my way because they clearly see that I like pistachio or Rocky Road or whatever cookie dough or whatever it is. What are you going to do to differentiate yourself? And this is critical because this is what top producers have. They have a very unique personality, style, and niche that they serve. They don't do all things. Now, that doesn't mean, for example, that I didn't do every kind of loan that came through my, you know, across my desk, but I didn't market every single loan. I marketed the specific niche that I was in. And I do that today. I still originate for some very interesting alternative financing for non-owner occupied, which doesn't require a license. So I'm not in competition with any of my clients, but I still have to go out there and market that. But that is a very unique niche. So I'm not out there saying I can do everything. I'm saying I can only do a handful of things. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to get the other flavors to cross my desk and be able to, in my world, right, in what I'm doing. So those five, I really want you to dig in, take some time and think on a scale of one to five, am I different or am I just vanilla ice cream out there talking about products? What makes me different? Am I, you know, are the sources on a scale of one to five, how loyal are these sources? How good are these sources? Are they sources that I want to have with me? And break these out into several categories where you're doing one to five, right? And how is my system? How's my system for prospecting on one, a scale of one to five? What about during the sales process? What about afterward? What about my networking, my referral partners on a scale of one to five? How good am I at reaching out to people? Having systems so that you can get much more done in a shorter period of time and have better results. So Anyway, I wanted to share that with you today. I hope that helps you. I'd love to hear some of your feedback. So please continue to write reviews for us. Even if you've written a review before, before, please continue to write reviews. Share this podcast. Pay it forward. Share it with other people. There's a heck of a lot of podcasts out there. You know, I'm the longest running in the mortgage space, which I'm really happy about. But I want you to consider sharing it forward and giving it to your friends. Now, look. In this COVID environment, why not listen to or watch videos, right, podcasts, and talk about them with your friends? Have a podcast party, right, a podcast uh, profit party where you talk about how you're all going to apply it to your business and your practice. So 
you know I'm all about action, not just about how to do something, you know, you know you need to do certain things, right? You know what to do. Love sharing with you how to do it and putting it really into action, taking that next step. So I hope that you enjoyed it. I want to remind everybody that we're going to be having another workshop, a virtual workshop. The last one they have was fantastic. It was three days. We're going to move this into a day and a half. It will be in October. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. Please go to Mortgage Lending Mastery, the Facebook group online and, you know, join the group, be part of it. So you hear this and other things. So I, you know, literally three, four times a week, I am sharing something that I'm learning, something that I've asked, have been asked a question from a client, from one of my coaching students or someone that has been, you know, has asked me a question on the Facebook page. So get yourself involved there. Let me help you double your income, multiply your results in record time. That's something I actually share with my coaching clients is how to double their income. I've got five or six different ways that they can double it. And that's where we are seeing unbelievable, incredible results from our clients. So I look forward to talking to you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.